The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by Audible.com. If you would like to support this podcast and start a 30-day trial membership, visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Season 11, Episode 25. This is Writing Excuses, Mystery as Subgenre. 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Mary. I'm Dan. I'm Howard. And let's keep talking about mysteries. So the question I want to ask you um, is, why do people turn the page in a mystery story? To see if they're right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I I think that that's actually true. I think it's people are, there is a question and and people Mm -hmm. want the answer to it and they are trying to solve it. So I think that in a lot of cases, as opposed to... idea stories, which we'll talk about later. With the mystery story, it's not just that the character has a question, the reader has a question and they are trying to solve it. Right. Now, I will say that there are a lot of readers I know who don't want to try to figure out the mysteries. That for them, the fun is just seeing how it unfolds. Hmm. Um, I've met a number of these who just want to go along for the ride. Those are the people who are not following or participating in the Schlock Mercenary Facebook group. 
<laughs> that is true. See, I will be, yeah. I, I, as I watch that mm-hmm. group, I think, oh, okay, yes, you guys have identified all of the red herrings that I identified, and there is no way for me to make all of you be wrong, so I'm not going to try, <laughs> but I can tell what they are loving. Yeah, well, I, this is an interesting thing just to bring up. We get a skewed perspective sometimes as um, popular writers interacting with fans. The fans who interact with us are a self-selecting crowd. Mm -hmm. The fans who go on internet forums and talk about these things are a self-selecting crowd. And when I've gone to signings and kind of asked questions along these lines, a lot of people don't want to know, don't want to guess, a large number of people. But the hardcore fans all are trying to figure it out because they they are the people who go talk to their friends and say, what do you think about this? Well, even the people who are not playing along at home, mm-hmm. they're still reading the mystery because they want to know the answer to it. Right, Even if they they're do. not the one actively trying yeah. to solve it on their own. I just want to point out that there is this sense of, I want to see how this plays out in the same way that Adventure was, I want to see what cool things they do. This is... I want to read along because I know something is coming and it's going to blow my mind mm. when, it ha- when it happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to have my expectations rocked in that way. You know, we've, we've covered this over and over and over and over and over again. In your critique groups, it's incredibly useful to have readers who are readers. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about, you know, the true fans who we get feedback from, and yes, it skews our perspective— Having a reader in your writing group who loves to read mysteries, Mm -hmm. but who doesn't hang out on the fan sites, um, that person is the one who's going to tell you if you're getting it right. You know, the alpha and beta readers are even more valuable for that sense, because the writing group people will be tainted by everyone else's guessing. Yeah. Yeah. I I use my dad for beta testing, Mm because if there is a plot hole, he will find it. He's an engineer. (laughs) Um, So... I think that one of the things that I was answering when I was saying, why do we keep turning the pages, is mm-hmm. like, this is why I keep turning the page right. in a mystery. Because mm-hmm. when I am reading, and I'm not reading science fiction or fantasy, the two genres that I go to are romance or mystery, mm-hmm. and usually mystery. And the thing that I, I am turning the pages uh, because I'm intrigued. I want to know right. what Curiosity. Curiosity. Curiosity is the king right here. Even if you're not trying to figure it out yourself, you're still curious and this actually is important for this discussion of mysteries as a subgenre because a lot of times you will be, as a writer, embedding mysteries that don't look like mysteries to the reader. Mm-hmm. They are not presented as a, here is a body or here is a, a big problem. It is the characters working on something and gaining information in some way. And that's a mystery even if the outline, you know, that mm-hmm. the reader would put for it doesn't make a mystery for this book. Well, yeah, and- Especially in, we're talking about using them as subgenres inside of a larger mm-hmm. work. That can be so effective in a thriller or in a horror story when suddenly something weird happens and you can't figure it out. Yeah. And that will build tension for your larger story, but it also gives you a little, you know, chapter long or scene long, let's figure out why all the lights suddenly went out, you know, that kind of thing. And you know, romance also has uh, has a mystery that's, very common embedded in it, and that is the hero's dark past. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, what is... <laughs> Action this? movies, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the hero's dark past? But I just came up with something that really sounded right to me. Just I'd never thought of it. The mystery is really the journey. Mm-hmm. The reveal at the end of the mystery is going to define the subgenre being blended with it. For mm. instance, 
if you are feeling like when this gets revealed, I'm going to find out the dark eldritch horrors that will break my brain, you're a horror and a mystery. But if the reveal is going to be, we are going to discover what's hidden underneath the city and it turns out to be a city of gold, then you're in wonder, right? We have discovered the thing. Mm -hmm. And so the emotion that immediately follows the curiosity is your blended emotion. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a that's a really good way of looking at it. One of the uh, one of the things that I have puzzled over for quite some time now uh, in thinking about uh, mm-hmm. these elements as subgenres, um, what is the subgenre? What's the element that gets used the most often as a subgenre? And I'm leaning towards mystery because uh, yeah, because it just gets used so often. Second place is probably relationship. Because mm. that is so important, um, I I don't know, but what you just said kind of sums it up. Sometimes the the reveal is so powerfully sense of wonder or yeah. horror that I forget that mystery was there, and I'm not See, counting it. Here's what it is: curiosity sustains the reader until you hit the reveal. Mm-hmm. And as you're going, you want to foreshadow that reveal. You will foreshadow that this discovery is going to be terrible and frightening in a different way than you foreshadow this discovery is going to change the way that the magic works and makes you really think in awe about wizards in a new way or whatever. You're going to foreshadow this difference, but curiosity is what's sustaining you during that. Yeah, and that that's a really good way to point at how these, these genres, these elemental things blend together mm-hmm. because you have to be doing both at the same time. Yeah, you have to be bringing in the elements of whatever your other genre is while you're bringing that curiosity. And all I think the way that through. might be the difference between mystery as a genre and as a subgenre. And mystery as a genre, the reveal is information, information that you've been thirsting after all along, so that the puzzle locks closed. Ah, I am done now with this puzzle. I have had the reveal. Whereas in another genre, the reveal adds to your major genre, whatever it's, it is. It's uh, mystery as the principal element, uh, the reveal is, aha. Yeah. But in science fiction, it's, wow. There you and go. And in horror, it's, oh, no. <laughs> and <laughs> I wish I could, like, have a book so that when I open the last page, you give one of those reactions in your voice. <laughs> like a little greeting card. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, writers. Are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, let's stop for our book of the week. <laughs> Dan, you are going to have our book of the week. Our book week. of the week is Thud by Terry Pratchett. And uh, Terry Pratchett writes fantasy comedies. He's combining wonder and humor. And people who pass him off as uh, just a funny guy are really discounting the incredible work he does as a fantasy author. Mm-hmm. He has, for example, in Thud, his dwarves are the first truly original take on dwarves that I've read since Tolkien. Right. They're incredibly new and fascinating. And what's great about Thud is that it is a murder mystery. Yep. Someone has killed the leader of the dwarves in the city, and uh, good old Vimes, this world-weary city watch commander, has to figure it out before the political uprest- yeah. uprising comes and, and people go nuts. And a f- absolutely wonderful book, hilarious and brilliant and uh, very intelligently constructed as a mystery. I would say that almost all the Vimes stories are mysteries. Yeah. Um, Pratchett uses a couple of different things across his, uh, his various sub-series in Discworld, but mystery is his most common one. They really are fantasy, mystery, humor, all completely um, yeah, It's hard to say which is the subgenre of the yep. other one because he blends them so thoroughly. Well, you can start a trial with Audible by going to audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Uh, pick up a copy of Thud by Terry Pratchett, read by Stephen Briggs, for um, to start off your trial. So let's go into how you approach creating a subplot that is a mystery plot for one of your stories. Anything specific you do, if you, you know you're writing like this big, this horror story or, mm-hmm. you know, this fantasy, this historical fantasy, how do you insert well, your mysteries? One of, the, one of the places that I start is when I look at the information that the reader needs to know mm-hmm. and I decide, would this be best explained through some kind of expository scene 
or would it be best explained to have the reader, f- the the characters figure it figure it out on screen? And if the latter, then I'm putting some form of mystery into the book. If you look at the, uh, if you go to writingexcuses.com and look at the tag cloud on the website, the largest word in that cloud is characters, mm. um, and that is because we we drill down on that so often. Uh, if you, for mystery as a subgenre, if you ask yourself what the characters are asking themselves, what is it that they are curious about? Why are they curious about it? What is driving them to find the answer? Uh, then that, that's what's going to engage the reader because that's, you know, that's whose shoes we're standing in. Um, I find that when I do that with Schlock Mercenary, uh, what I will often do is, you know, I change points of view a lot in the strip. I look for the character who is the most puzzled uh, and and the and the best able to articulate the puzzle, um, and that's where I switch to uh, because that for me that's what engages it the best. When I was building uh, the Stormlight Archive. I did something very similar to what you're saying here. As I said, I want each of my five main characters to have a mystery hook to them. When you read that character after a few chapters, you're like, I want to know what happened to this person to bring them to this point where the book starts. And that was one of my main hooks to get people through the first five books is each one would take a character and delve into their past. So I needed something really intriguing. I needed a question that by the end of the book, if readers came to me and said, what happened to such and such that caused this? I knew I was doing it right, right? If they could, they could put their fingers on and say, oh, I want to know what happened there. Um, and then that's part of how I design these. I'm like, what question is the reader going to ask me? If they're halfway through the book or they're done, done with the book, what are they going to come and say, oh, Brandon, there's one thing I want to know, and it is, you know, this, which would be a huge spoiler for the next book. Then I've done my job right. One of the things that I'll do sometimes, and I don't do this every time, but it's a useful hack, is um, I figure out, you know, what it is that my character needs or wants and what it is that they need to do to achieve that. And then I look at what piece of information do they lack that would allow them to accomplish the thing that they need to do. Mm. Uh, And that that search for that piece of information then becomes a a mystery within, uh, within the larger... I've said many times before that when I build a plot, I do this thing where I say, what are all of my subplots? What are all my emotions? And then I build each one backward. I don't build a huge outline. I build a bunch of little outlines. And a lot of them are mysteries. Um, it will be, sometimes they're whodunits. Hey, somebody got killed. The characters don't know. Let's lead them on a journey discovering this. Sometimes it'll be a piece of information, a true mystery of, we don't know why the magic is doing what it's doing, like a classic Isaac Asimov mystery, like I mentioned. Let's lead them and the reader slowly uh, as clues are are gathered. And sometimes it's not even the characters wanting to gather the clues. It's just uh, during their normal plot cycle, they're running across things that are pieces so that you can earn your ending this way. You know, in the first draft of uh, I Am Not a Serial Killer, the mystery was who is the bad guy? Who is the the monster that's killing everyone in the town? And I realized in our writing group that that was the wrong mystery because the character was not interacting with that mystery as effectively as he could have been. The right mystery was, I know who the bad guy is and it's a monster, how do I kill it? And that's what all the rest of the series has turned into and that's the first question that I come up with as I sit down to write a new book is, how does this monster work? How can John kill it? 
and then build the mystery backwards from there. Yeah, which is, again, looking at what it is the character needs to do and what is the information that they yes. lack to be able to pull well, it off. Well, and John Cleaver specifically, his entire character journey is, well, should I kill this thing? Right. And the books would not be as interesting if he weren't constantly grappling yeah. with that question. One of the other things when you're using it as a subgenre is um, that it's very easy to to raise the question when you've got a dead body on the floor and that's your main yeah. genre. But with a, with it as a subgenre, a lot of times you have to raise the question for the reader by planting stuff and, and calling attention to it. So like in, um, in Of Noble Family, I have – there's a, a mystery subplot that's mm-hmm. pretty significant. And one of the things that I had my main character do is notice so-and-so reacted very strangely when I just said that. I wonder why. And then I moved on. Right, the hanging mm-hmm. a lantern on it is yeah. really important. Yeah. Hey, this was a clue. Um, even if you don't notice right now, it's a clue. There's enough of a little stop and moment in the prose that you'll remember this moment. And it's worth yeah. taking uh, taking just a moment to put a pin in something here. When we're talking about uh, elemental mystery as a subgenre, that's not the same as mystery as a subplot. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, those you are kind of doing that if you have mystery as a subplot. But mystery as a subplot is easy to pick out. Oh, well, you know, I'm in this romance story and and they are detectives and they are solving a murder um, versus, you know, John, John Cleaver needing to figure out uh, how to kill the monster. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my new series, Blue Screen, is primarily a thriller. But what I tried to do with that was to create a mystery in it that you don't realize is there until you've already gotten several clues. Because we're in this thriller plot. Here's a weird thing. Here's a weird thing. Eventually, they've built up to the point where there's so many weird things, the characters go, wait a minute. Let's let's figure this out before we move on. All right. Let's go ahead and give you guys some homework. All right. So what we're going to have you do is insert a mystery into whatever it is that you're currently working on. Short story, novel, whatever it is. All I'm going to ask you to do is to look at what it is that your character needs. You've probably got the solution already in there. Take the solution out and then build it in so that the character has to figure out the solution. So essentially you have just created a mystery within your story. Excellent. This has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go solve some mysteries. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com slash writing excuses. Writing Excuses is a Dragonsteel production, jointly hosted by Brandon Sanderson, Dan Wells, Mary Robinette Kowal, and Howard Taylor. This episode was mastered by Alex Jackson. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.